Jessica Blackwood patted down her hair, hoping the humidity hadn't frizzed it too much. Granny would probably comment on it anyway, even if she'd managed to smooth it into the most perfect page boy in the universe. She stood on the sidewalk outside Granny's house in the historic district of Magnolia Harbor. Built in the mid-1800s in the Georgian style, the house was a study in geometry and symmetry. The plants of the garden were set out in careful rows, too. Granny would have it no other way. Jessica hurried up the brick walk, fixing a proper southern lady mask on her face. She rang the doorbell and waited. It was funny. She'd once called this house home, but now it felt more like the scene of a crime where her parents had abandoned her and disbelieved her and then sent her away. So she didn't love the house, because she'd never been loved here. And yet, like a good girl, she came back every Saturday out of obligation. Granny lived alone now that Mama and Daddy had died. When Granny finally opened the door, Jessica drew some comfort from the fact that, like her own hair, Granny's looked like a frizzy nimbus around her thin face. But that didn't stop Granny from frowning. The fold in the middle of her forehead could intimidate anyone, and frequently did. Granny had spent a lifetime frowning and had worn that groove deep. Darling, Granny said in a slow drawl, you're late. And then the old woman inspected Jess. Why do you insist on wearing that dress? The color isn't good on you. The dress in question had been purchased at Daffy Down Dilly, the boutique that occupied the retail space below Jessica's brand new office. It had a border of roses along the hemline in shades ranging from pastel to hot pink. Jessica loved the dress, but Granny had a thing about pink. Jessica should have remembered and worn something else. Jessica said nothing because Granny didn't expect explanations or apologies. Instead, the old woman turned away, and Jessica dutifully followed into the front parlor, which was furnished with Victorian antiques that had never been comfortable. As if to punctuate the point, Granny's sister, Donna Cuthbert, who was about a hundred pounds heavier than Granny, perched precariously on the edge of the balloon-backed sofa. Aunt Donna looked as if she might slide right off that thing at any moment, and her purple jungle print blouse clashed horribly with the sofa's red damask upholstery. Granny gave her older sister one of her disapproving looks, with the eyebrow lower just so. Donna dropped in unannounced, she said. I had to put another cup on the tray. As if putting another cup on the tray was a major trial. Granny could complain about anything, even an unexpected visit from a member of her much-diminished family. Hey, darling, Donna said, hopping up from her unsteady seat and giving Jessica a big warm hug. What brings you to tea? Jessica asked, sitting down in one of the side chairs. Granny took a seat beside Donna. There was a faint family resemblance between the two sisters, despite the fact that one was real thin and the other quite large. Gossip, my dear, 
Aunt Donna said in a conspiratorial tone. Jessica didn't rise to the bait because she avoided gossip at all cost. She'd been scarred by the stories people had told about her over the years. She turned her attention to the tea tray, filled with Granny's pride and joy, her Lennox china in the Cinderella pattern. Jessica picked up the teapot and started pouring. From the time she'd been ten years old, she'd been expected to manage a teapot without spilling, as if this ability was an indication of her worth as a human being. What gossip? Granny finally asked, unable to resist the lure Donna had set. About Christopher Martin, Aunt Donna said.